Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We're going to begin a study on the book of Ezra now. And Ezra, as you may recall from my introduction to Chronicles, was a priest, and he was the great-grandson of King Hilkiah. Uh, The book of Ezra was written sometime around the same period as First and Second Chronicles. We believe it was written after the decree was issued to return to Israel in 440 B.C. And so the original recipients were the Jews that were returning to Judah from Persia and from Babylon um, after their captivity of 70 years. It's a historical narrative. Uh, it gives a, a very detailed history of events that take place. And um, Ezra and the book of Nehemiah appear as one book in the oldest available manuscripts. In our Bibles, there are two separate books, but uh, basically the same theme. And so after we complete Ezra, of course, we'll move right into Nehemiah. These two books detail the return of the Jews from Babylon and the rebuilding are the rebuilding of the temple and the rebuilding of Jerusalem. Ezra seems to be intended to form a sort of a continuation of the book of Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles. Um, Nehemiah was a contemporary of Ezra. Esther um, was a rough contemporary of Ezra. Uh, Zechariah the prophet of the book of Zechariah and Haggai the prophet of the book of Haggai. Uh, were all contemporaries. And so this is a, a very important period in Israel's history. The return was um, a critical event that they would return to the land. And the the decree to return was issued by a Persian king named Cyrus. Now, before I get into the first chapter, I want to talk a little bit about this Cyrus. And so Isaiah the prophet had an amazing prophecy roughly 200 years before Cyrus became the king of Persia. And I want to read from Isaiah chapter 44, uh, verse uh, 28, and following into chapter 45, talking about um, Cyrus, this prophecy about a Cyrus who was yet to be born 200 years later. And so um, I'm the Lord who speaks of Cyrus or says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and will accomplish all that I please He will say of Jerusalem, let it be rebuilt, and of the temple, let its foundation be laid. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him, to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you the title of honor, though you do not acknowledge me. And so this prophecy was given by Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah ministered approximately 739 to 700 B.C., And um, now we are somewhere in the mid-500s B.C. as we're we're looking at um, uh, this Cyrus coming to power. And so Cyrus comes to power, and someone approaches him with this prophetic word. And um, on hearing this prophetic word from Isaiah, 
He is deeply moved um, by the supernatural foreknowledge of God, and he agrees to issue the decree for the Jewish right of return to Israel after their Babylonian and Persian captivity. So let's read now Ezra chapter 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by the prophet, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem. And may their God be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites and everyone whose heart God had moved prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All of their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts, in addition to all of the freewill offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought by Midrath, the treasurer, who counted them out to Shishbizar, the prince of Judah. This was the inventory, gold dishes, 30, silver dishes, 1,000, silver pans, 29, gold bowls, 30, matching silver bowls, 410, other articles, 1,000. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. Shishbazar brought all these along with the exiles when they came up from Babylon to Jerusalem. And so King Cyrus issues this decree to rebuild the temple. In an amazing uh, turn of events, he hears the prophetic word and the Lord um, moves on his heart. And so the king makes a proclamation. He says, this is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. So anyone among you of the people of, um, of Israel that want to go back to Jerusalem, you have my permission and um, everyone along your way is to support you and to give you assistance in this mission to rebuild the temple of the Lord in the city of the Lord, Jerusalem. Now, friends, Jeremiah had prophesied previously that there were going to be 70 years of captivity when the city of Jerusalem fell to the Babylonians uh, roughly in 586 B.C., Jeremiah prophesied that they would be um, in captivity for 70 years. And he said after that time, the Lord would visit them and um, cause them to return to Israel. That's Jeremiah 29, uh, verse 10 and following. And so this Cyrus comes to power, and Cyrus hears the word of Isaiah the prophet. Uh, Perhaps he was also told the word of Jeremiah the prophet, that after this captivity, um, someone would issue a decree to return. But whatever the case, this pagan king, perhaps he was converted to become a worshiper of Yahweh, we're not told from the text, but he responded immediately and issued a decree saying that the the people of God could move back 
to um, to Jerusalem and to Israel to rebuild both the city of Jerusalem and to build the temple of God. Now, not only did he give them permission to go back, the Bible says that he brought out the articles that belonged to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem. So these things had been um, held separately and kept track of. And so um, uh, Cyrus returns 5,400 articles of gold and silver and says, um, uh, essentially, uh, I'm responding to the word of the Lord. I'm giving you permission. I'm facilitating your actions in going back to build the, the temple of God. This God who could prophesy 200 years ahead of time by name that I would come to the throne, that I would subdue nations, and that I would issue the decree to return. It's an amazing, amazing chapter. And so there's a, an artifact that was found in the late 1800s. It's now in the British Museum. It's called the Cyrus Cylinder. You may or may not have heard of it. But the Cyrus Cylinder um, gives a little bit of history on this King Cyrus. And included in that history is the fact that he returned uh, the people of God to their land and facilitated uh, the rebuilding of their temple. And this is a support to the biblical account. It's a fascinating artifact. You can read about it if you like. It's called the Cyrus Cylinder, and um, it's been known for well over 100 years. But it was um, a way that the Lord corroborated this amazing, amazing prophetic story. And so, Lord, we just want to acknowledge your foreknowledge. God, you exist outside of time. Only you can predict the future like this. Only you can call a king by name 200 years before he's born. Only you can move on the heart of a pagan king to rebuild your temple and to restore your Jewish people to their, uh, to their land of Israel and allow them to rebuild Jerusalem and to facilitate that with um, finances and livestock and gold and silver. It's amazing, God. It's amazing. We just acknowledge your majesty. We acknowledge your, your existence outside of our realm. We acknowledge, your Lord, your supernatural ability to move on the hearts of men. We ask you, God, that you would prepare us for the good works you've created for us in the days that we live. Help us, Lord, to walk in your purposes and to accomplish each and everything that you've set before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.